0: the devils in the details guys because you're looking at the big picture now i just want to bring somebody on board i want to do this i want to do that but when mr johnson said hey take a step back take a step back think it all the way through okay as best you can all the way through all right you want to hurry but you don't want to rush
1: Hey everybody, what's up and welcome to another episode of the Evolution Podcast. Today on the shore our Ethan E. Heisey with us today. Welcome back. This is going to be a great one right here. Good short podcast, but it's going to be so impactful. Listen up. Definitely. And Mr.
0: Johnson. Hey everybody, glad to be back. Uh, as always, hope you get something from of value from this and that you can take it in your life and do something with it.
1: Awesome. So we're um in the previous episode, what we tried to do is we tried to lock down 20 minutes. We really didn't stand up to this. <laughs> we we it was a great episode, I think, full of value. Um and I think we got some um also some takeaways from it, but also some some questions arose around tactically, okay, what kind of deal structures are there and um and what tactical moves can we make to to create better partnerships and faster? So okay. Um, That's what we're going to talk about here. We're going to make this one even shorter than twenty minutes if we can. Uh, We're going to try at least. Definitely, just saying we're trying. We're not.
0: We're going to stick to the schedule because all of us have things to get done. Absolutely.
1: So we're going to do it. All right. And um, I want to just start by giving a piece of value that I learned from you, Mr. J, and I applied in the previous couple of months, and it really, really helped me. Uh, So it's the uh, three meeting uh, rule. Three meeting. Yes. So basically, Mr. J taught me that when you go into a partnership or any like deal structure, the first meeting is meet and greet. The second Mm -hmm. meeting should be actual like already list down the details. Third meeting should be signage. So it's exactly how I'm now running kind of like all of the all the possible cooperation from dragging on to like multiple meetings that take away from my focus and my time and now just you know for anybody who wants to be serious I'm like hey I have this three meeting rule right like we just met we see that we can work together that sounds great next meeting we're just going to close some details next meeting after that just signing um and we start working making some money sounds good and everybody's like yeah this is amazing like you know and so thank you Mr. J I started applying it
0: you're welcome you're welcome (laughs) You know, again, as, as I tell people, I do business all the time and all over the world. And again, um, being effective at communication. A lot of times when I was young in business, I wasted so many times and so much time at meetings that I never went anywhere.
1: Right.
0: Oh, I don't do that crap anymore. Three meeting rule. Uh, just to reiterate what Sagi just said, I have a three meeting rule. I've been doing it for the last 15 years, haven't deviated from it one bit and it served me well. First meeting. Is a meet and greet. Hello. How are you? Nice to meet you. Blah, blah, blah. Sega meeting scope of services. What exactly do you want me to do? Once you guys reach that, you got that all mapped out, got the agreement put together. Third meeting, you are signing the paperwork and receiving some type of compensation for whatever it is you want to do. The reason I do that, because what it does is forces people, number one, to be productive and to be efficient at what they're doing. Your most valuable asset is always your time. You can always make more money, but you cannot make more time. So please, by all means, make sure you do not have people in your life that will waste your time. And that's why we have that three meeting rule. So hope it helps.
1: Love it, love it. Before and, that
0: uh, three meeting rule, I was, I was gonna say, Mr. John, are you um are, are you gonna like tell them up front this is my process, or do you just take them through the process? Well, usually you do with me on several meetings. First of all, I don't do meetings traditionally, I don't like sitting in an office building. Screw that. You know, I, I make money outside of the building, I don't make money in a building. You know, what typically mm-hmm. what I do, let me hear, let me give you some advice on how to have a meeting. How about that How do I have a meeting? Because most people do what you see on television or what you program to do, you know, put on your suit and tie. Man, listen, a lot of my meetings I had over a burger, some fries. They're just people, man. This is what I try to get people to understand. Underneath that fancy suit and tie and handkerchief and all that beautiful dress or that lovely hairdo, it's just the person. They're people. And the sooner you understand that, now they might have a lot of money, true. They might be people of influence, true. This is all true. But they are no better than you. This is what I try to get people to understand. So how do you do a meeting? The first thing you're going to want to do in a meeting is to know who the hell you are. I mean that. I really mean that. It is an honor and a privilege for them to meet you as well. Do you understand me? Most people don't think about it like that. But it is an honor and a privilege for them to meet you as well. So, again, when you set up a good meeting, I advise a nice dinner. People tend to relax when they're not in the office. You kind of get to see, they let their guard down a little bit. Ethan, you were with me at dinner. You see how Mr. J is. Mr. J just talks to people. Right. You know, you just have to talk to people. The, the reason people don't do well at meetings, because they're not being themselves. They're being who they think they're supposed to be.
1: And, and I just want to, sorry, I just want sure. to come in and shout out episode number seven of this podcast because right. we talked about that, and I already applied to Mr. J. I took like I, I think like two business deals I closed in a restaurant because I took them out from the office. So one hundred percent, it works. Yeah, it works.
0: it works. This is what I'm just trying to get guys to see, man. You have to not follow the crowd. You know when the, everybody does the same thing. And that's why, that's why investors get tired of meeting with people because everyone's pitching the same way. You know what I mean? You think yeah. I don't have guys pitch to me all the time? Half the business plan, I don't even look at them. Yeah. I'm just being honest with you because at the end of the day, really, believe this or not, and I'm sure most business people, very successful ones will tell you this, they have to feel it. Right. And that's something a lot of us don't talk about. How do you feel when you're doing your business? Do you feel intuitively like this is the right thing to do? Even with your partnerships, as you're moving forward, intuitively, your intuition, do you listen to that voice inside of you? All of us have that, don't we? We do. We do. But most of us listen to the negative, why it won't work, as opposed to saying, hey, this will work. This is what's going to happen. So that's my take
1: all right. So just to kind of like on, on the time that we have, um, okay. I want to go over. And by the way, guys, if you're not taking what Mr. J is saying here and like applying it, I already applied things from this own podcast and I earned like a lot of money. So it's like, you, this <laughs> yeah. is gold. Like this, you know. So, um, Mr. Jay, what kind of deal structures uh, or maybe some case study that you can give us for like, you know, well, deals that you've done?
0: I, I, I loved joint venture agreements. I love J.B. agreements and because J.B. agreements are basically split down the middle. You come with what you come with, I come with what I come with, and we meet mutually in the middle, and then we move forward uh, in, in that regard. So I'm a big fan of joint venture agreements. I'm also a fan of partnerships if the individual that I'm partnering with is the appropriate person. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm a fan of joint venture agreements. I'm not opposed to partnerships,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but again, if you don't have to partner, don't.
1: So sorry, and some people don't know what the difference, like joint venture versus partnership. What's
0: well know. when you have a a, a a joint venture agreement? Um, you can go to YouTube. I don't like because I'm not an attorney. I don't like giving all no, the sure. or, sure. Yeah, but oh. you can go to YouTube and look up what a joint. But a joint venture agreement, let's like, hypothetical situation. Uh you have your company, I have my company. Right. We decided to do a project together. Right. All right. But I don't want to form another company.
1: Pixel Perfect. Yeah, you Apple don't work, right? Yeah, Come together. We're, not, we're
0: not forming another company. We're just coming together doing this project. It's called the right. Joint Corporation. Yeah. Joint Venture Agreement. All right. So you still keep all of your company. I still keep all of my company. And whatever we're working on together is what we would build the parameter of that contract out with. So that's one form of a deal, which is a joint venture agreement. You can also have a deal where you're uh, a solid partner, if you will, where you have a minority stake in the company, meaning, I own 10%, but I have no voting rights. I have no rights with the company. Outside of, I get 10% of the company's profits annually. So that's also something where a person is just, for lack of a better term, playing a silent partner position. They gave you an infusion of capital for a small percentage of equity in the company, right. and they're looking for a return on their investment over the next three to five years. So that's right. another position you can do, which is called an equity play.
1: Love it, love it. And, right. um, and I have a question about like um, forming these kind of like joint venture partnerships? Like what, can you give an example of a good one maybe or a bad one? Yes, maybe?
0: yes. Well, one company I was dealing with, which was a huge uh, construction company, um, they were wanting to build not just construction traditionally, but they wanted to do smart cities and things like that. nature, actually things really uh, based around a lot of technology. And obviously Mr. Johnson has a drone research and technology company. So um, I, I have my drone company. They have their firm. And they're saying, okay, Mr. Johnson, could we partner with TCJ Aerotech in reference to uh, drone technology, uh, let us suppose, uh, alternative power sources being EB battery, lithium batteries for flight, whatever uh, category, if you will, will fall under the umbrella of what it is that Mr. Johnson's company does. All right, that's what Mr. Johnson does. Now, his company is a construction company. Company, So we'll build these facilities. We're going to build the smart cities, but we want to incorporate your technology with it. Right. with me so far. Yeah. So now, it's company's construction. Mine's is the tech. We form a joint venture agreement. We come together and then we agree to split the profits right down the middle. So I still have my company. He still has his company. You might have a joint account or an escrow account. And that's Again, that's why you have attorneys to make sure all those things are set up appropriately and they're done properly, decently in the order. And you can do it from that perspective. I prefer joint venture agreements as opposed to just straight partnerships with people because a joint venture agreement, I can get out of it. You see, once our, once I con- once our contract is done, I'm done. Yeah. But with a partnership, I might be in bed with that person for the rest of my life.
1: Right, that's why you need to really make sure that. Whether that's why you really need partner, to make sure. you know. Yeah. yeah. This is this is like marriage. Yeah.
0: It's, you it's exactly like a marriage, and we all know if a marriage goes south, what that can lead to. So, mm-hmm. but again, um, mm-hmm. by getting into partnership with that person, your paperwork is like a prenup. Okay, it's like a prenuptial agreement. So, if something does happen, something does happen, you are somewhat protected. At least your assets are. Yeah. That. Um, what are
1: some uh, when you guys look for partners? Not only I'm. Sh- obviously got to have the business
0: intelligence to do so, but are you looking at their personal lives as well? Like, do they have a good family? Are they? I said more- earlier, Ethan, We need to vet them. You need to vet some people. You know, I've made a mistake early in my career by taking people at face value, you know, and they're telling me that, you know, whoever they say they are and you believe them, you know, and then, you know, six months down the road, you know, this guy is owing money to the IRS and, you know, they trying to fees, corporate accounts and all this other crap because you didn't bet them. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody can put anything on paper in front of you and say, here, these are my financials. You should see. Well, let me see your bank statements. You know, let me see the you. You do your due diligence. A lot of times guys get excited. Oh, I got a potential partner and a good friend of mine by the name of Reginald Washington. He's the former vice president and general manager for Walt Disney Regional Entertainment. And he will always tell me when I was executive, Terrence, the devil's always in the details. And I say the same thing to you. The devil's in the details, guys. Because yeah. you're looking at the big picture now. I just want to bring somebody on board. I want to do this. I want to do that. But when Mr. Johnson said, hey, take a step back, take a step back. That's think it true. all the way through, okay? As best you can, all the way through. Mm-hmm. All right? You want to hurry, but you don't want to rush.
1: Yes.
0: Not at all. And you want to do your due diligence. And Ethan, that's a great question. You should check. You know, one's personal life is is somewhat subjective. You know, because if someone looked at where I grew up, they might say, well, we're not going to give them an opportunity. So, But those are things that, again, you kind of have to follow your intuition. How far would you want someone to go into your personal life, if you will? So, you know, those are some very tough questions to ask. But primarily what I look for is their business uh, 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 mindset. Are they able to facilitate the things that they're saying they can do? Do I feel good about partnering with them? It's like me and you, Ethan. Let me um, let me just use them as an example. When I first met Ethan, this young kid, I mean, sharp as a tack, just wound real tight you know and i i liked him i liked him from the first time i met him i just liked him i got along with him And this is young kid 24 years old and i'm looking at him and i'm just really impressed with what he's done and we started talking about some stuff and we just started having a relationship and met my wife and we went shopping for a couple of suits and i got to know the guy you know and this is why i made a statement earlier that in time i know that what he has it'll expand he just needs time he just he just needs time and that's what I want to tell all you guys even with your partnerships number one why are you partnering mm-hmm. why why am I doing this what's my goal is it too hard is it too much or do I want to make more money yeah. listen to me I'm actually get ready to start an initiative with some schools here in Georgia hoping they'll pass it but I'm spending an hour and when you're a senior in high school, you're going to get an hour a week of just an hour a day, excuse me, of just financial training from Squat Box, CNBC, whatever, just literacy about money. Because just because you work doesn't mean you're going to make a lot of money. Right. The deal is, is to get that bread to work for you. Love it. I'm telling you straight. I'm telling you guys straight. You say, Mr. Johnson, I made a million dollars. You ain't make a million dollars before it, after taxes. You don't have a million dollars. That's not true. You might have grossed a million dollars to eat, but after taxes, paying my employees, paying for supplies, all that, you're lucky if you flow down 30 mm-hmm. percent. You see, Ethan that he's not lying. You know, I'm telling you the truth. The, yeah. the goal is the money that I have, what am I doing with it? And I'm going to say this and I'll let you go back to your question. I have a budget every month. I know what my burn rate is. What is a burn rate? That is how much money, the minimum amount of money you need every month just to meet your minimum expectations, food, clothing, shelter, transportation, whatever. Anything above that, you know, when you're in your 50s, me and my wife don't need a bunch of entertainment. We're focused on our retirement. You guys are younger. You want to entertain your kids, entertain your wife. That stuff costs money. But the fact of the matter is you should be tremendously planning for your future so that when you're Mr. Johnson's age, you're free. Hmm.
1: Anyway, that sounds that sounds great. Yeah, that definitely sounds like solid advice. And, um, you know, every time that I have a new thing coming up and I'm like talking to you, I get I learn new things about how to, you know, um, one of the things that I would say is also like it's it's the thing that will, I think, help you the most uh, to all of you, you know, young entrepreneurs out there is just to. Whenever you bring someone onto a partnership or anything like a joint venture, just make sure that you already have a relationship with this person. And the relationship was built over time. And that would be like the best gatekeeper to bring people into your life and business. Like just, you know, you already have a relationship with someone. Um,
0: Let me share this with you. I had a conversation with another mentee last night. You guys are actually kind of asking the same similar questions. He's looking to expand his network and things of that nature. He says, Mr. Johnson, how do I do that? He said, you know, so many people. I said, dude, it's simple. If you want to know a lot of people, you want a bunch of friends in business. It's simple. You know what you got to do? Listen, pay close attention. Be fucking friendly.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I don't understand people sometimes. I'm like, Mr. Johnson, I don't, I don't have any friends with. Oh shit, man! If you want friends, be friendly. When you go out, say, hey, how you doing? What do you do for a living? You strike up what's called a conversation, man. <laughs> the art of communication. And as you guys both know, Miss Ethan, would you agree to this? Mr. J can talk to anybody.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I remember one time we were going to dinner. You walk up to a random table full of
0: people and you met some successful individuals just by saying hi. You just never know who, who's going to be around you. you know? That's right. We were at the Sundial well, in Atlanta. That's right. And they all, We were getting ready to leave out the restaurant. We had the meeting. Where Ethan and I are just, beautiful restaurant in Atlanta called the Sundials, like 97 floors up. The whole restaurant spins around. Nice. Wow. you the whole 360-degree view of the city. And Ethan wow. is with me, with some of my colleagues, and we're doing this business meeting. There's another table across from us. And we go to get up and leave, and they go to get up and say, we just wanted to know who you guys were. Because I have to admit, we were all looking really good that day, weren't we? Which, by the way, happens a lot. Some people just listen into whatever you're saying for some uh-huh. reason. they just
1: attract,
0: But <laughs> keep going. Yeah. Well, this is that's what Marie says. She says, "Honey, as soon as you start talking, everybody starts listening, even people from other table. What is that guy talking about? And the point I'm trying to make is the reason I have this is because I'm not afraid to talk to people. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid. Don't misunderstand when I say this. Do I worry about what people think about me? To a certain extent, no. But of course, in business, you don't. You do want your perception to be one of of goodness, but at the same time, when Ethan was with me that day, the reason I brought him with me is to him to see this is what's available out here. Yeah, he just needed to see it. That hey, this opportunity exists. He's I'm sitting here with this guy, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting here with these people from London and from over the, from different parts of the world, right? Ethan, Ghana, mm-hmm. all over the world, they come to fly in and they meet with who? Mister Johnson, and the, he says, Ethan, come with me, and so just so he could see and. Just experience it. And by having this energy and this persona and this perception of yourself, when we go to leave a whole nother group that has nothing to do with us. Hey, what do you guys do? We just happen to overhear you guys speaking and blah, 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 blah. And I try to tell people the secret is being able to talk to people. And if you can't get out and have a general conversation with a man or a woman of different races, different genders, Different religions, whatever. My friend, you have limited yourself to a very, very small segment of the population. It is simple. If you want friends, be friendly. If you want to make money, offer service.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think that's where we can like wrap up this episode. We're going like, to wrap up because we got to go. Yeah, we got to go. And we already touched, like, we started touching on networking, which is kind of like different than partnerships and stuff. But I think it's like, also a good, um, a very good topic that we can talk about and have a, have a good conversation on for one of the future episodes. Let me
0: say this before we sign off for all who are listening to me. I know we come to you guys every week and you hear us talking and I know we're focused on our podcast and my guys, Ethan and and Sagi are my guys, but I want to tell all of you who might be listening because I saw the analytics They're They're hearing this all over the world. I want to say this to everyone who's listening to me to have faith. It might sound somewhat antiquated, old, doesn't work anymore. It's bullshit. It's one of the ancient practices of human civilization. What does it mean? It is simple to believe in what it is that you are doing. I'm going to give you some truth, and I hope you all can receive it. It is the fact that you believe in it that gives it the power to manifest. You are the vessel. You are the inlet and outlet of life. It is happening to you and through you. And the filter is your own mind, your own wonderful human imagination. See yourself well. Speak well of yourself and of others. And in time, that shall harden into reality. That is the truly the best advice I can give you. I hope it helps you.
1: Love that. And I think we can end on that. Thank you so much, everybody, for being here. Please write us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That would mean the world to us. Share it on your Instagram channels. Tag us. Um, just, you know, be there. Tell us that you're here and getting value from this so we can. It'll be great. Yeah. (laughs) Cheers.
0: It'll be great, guys. It'll be great. great. Take care. Bye-bye.